to the Praiser House with your host, Brandon Bailey and Mike Rathke. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Dude, it's been a little minute before it, we got back in the studio. Yeah, it has. Right? Yeah. But our audience wouldn't know it because we just keep pumping these things exactly. out like hotcakes. I know. So, you know, we just said it, you know, offline. We we're like, thank God for letting us wake up today. Yeah. You know, it's like, get up, go forth. I'll leave it all before you. Yeah. But remember me as we talked about Ephesians today. That was His pretty mercy cool. mercy new every morning. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I'm pumped today. I am too. I'm pumped every day. <laughs> we pump it out around here. Yeah, we pump it out. But I'm really pumped because I have a brother on the line. We have a brother on the line who grew up listening to hip hop. I know, like you and I listen. We always talk about like the Nirvana, like the old, you know, all this old stuff yeah. we listen to. But this guy grew up on you know, on hip hop, and I, I was really excited about that. And of course, we get into it offline, and we're like already into the meat potatoes of the interview. And there's like, get, stop we're, talking. We're done with the interview, and we haven't even started yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everyone for everyone, they you know they've seen some past episodes. You know, we had Aaron Cole, we had Flame. This just like continues to set the bar. Yeah, this, this guy's got some skills. Like I was listening to the you know the multiple syllables and him be able to time himself in the pocket. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this dude can spit. He's got skills and they're multiplying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the for the I guess for the Greece fans, you probably will pick that up what Mike just said. You know, he he was just John DeVolta for just a hot second. <laughs> um, but we we're not gonna we're not gonna wait around. We have ASAP Priest waiting for us on the phone. A Christian rapper. Uh, a follower of Christ, a father, a husband, um, right out of Dallas, Texas. So ASAP, what's going on, man? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? We're good, man. Welcome to the Praiser House. Thank you, man. Uh, heard a lot about the the app and everything. It's really exciting what y'all are doing. We appreciate that support. Yeah, I mean, the Praiser, you know, for our audience out there, they, they know about Praiser, one's getting involved. ASAP Preach just dropped it, and uh, Praiser is our sponsor. It's our flagship product. It's a Christian music app, man. And we're moving to new territory, so we need people like ASAP Preach. You know, you're already you're one of the most streamed artists on our rap channel, uh, which is pretty wow. amazing. Yeah, for real. That is so cool. Yeah, man. And so for for our audience out there who don't know ASAP Preach, hailing from Dallas, Texas, you got to tell them what ASAP stands for. This is cool. So ASAP stands for Always Say a Prayer. And so, but it didn't it didn't start off like that. Everybody's wondering, like, where did you get your name? Right. So, like, what really happened was I was a tattoo artist after I got saved. Hmm. I didn't know any way of making money. I tried to sell CDs. I tried to do my music and everything, but I still had a little foot in the world. And so, like, I started doing tattoos and I was tattooing at the house and people were, I was, I, I changed my Facebook name to ASAP tats because I was like, I could do tats at any point. Hit me up, you know, let, let's do it. You know, I'm promoting my tattoos. <laughs> and so uh, over like a year or two, people were calling me ASAP. And so I was like, okay, but people before them was already calling me preach from jail. Wow. And so like, um, I was I was in there. I was like, babe, what should I do about my name? She yeah. was like, won't you just make it ASAP preach? And I was like, oh, man, that, that sounds all right. It sounded kind of corny. It didn't have nothing to really to copy like ASAP Rocky or anything yeah. like that. It was just because I it, it just somehow I moved both of those names together. And uh, and I was like, what is ASAP? Like, what is that going to stand for? And she was like, always say a prayer. And I was like, heck, yeah, that fit, <laughs> fit me perfect. So 
Dude, that is um, that is the coolest story it, I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that. so random. It's such <laughs> a random awesome. little story, and it created everything. That is awesome. And when your wife speaks it to you, you're like, "Yes, ma'am." Duly noted. We <laughs> <Yeah>. got this. <laughs> for real. No, that's yeah. cool. Well, we so you, a lot of people. You know, Mike and I have had the privilege for our audience who don't know ASAP Preach. We, you know, he's a, a man of Christ. Again, a husband, a father, um, a rapper. Uh, can write a lot of music. But I think you got to take people back for us, man. A lot of people don't know, you know, Ian Barnett. They don't know, you know, where does this guy come from? What's his story? It's pretty incredible. You, I, I, we watched the Facebook post Mike shared about a story. You got into a pretty harrowing situation. And, man, uh, you've gone through it, and you've been saved by his grace. You want to give us a background? Amen. Like, where, where, does, where does ASAP Preach come from originally? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. I was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and man, all I wanted to do was feel accepted like in the world because I was the only child. And so, um, I would hang out with whoever I thought was cool at school and, you know, the tough people to make me feel like, you know, I was involved. And so it just grew, I just grew up in that type of lifestyle of wanting to be accepted. And the only people that accepted me were people that were, um, just bullies and just like people that are just wanting to do bad things in general. So like, I thought that was cool. I felt like that was maybe a way of me just trying to reach out, uh, for help because of something that happened to me, um, when I was a little boy. And, um, and, and I never knew that what, when, whatever happened to me affected me throughout my, my childhood. And I look back at it and I just, you know, um, you know, I, I kind of, I I don't regret it or anything like that because it made me who I am today. But man, I just went down the wrong path. I ended up smoking weed real early and, uh, doing drugs with people. And I just, I don't know. I just like that lifestyle. Uh, hip hop was getting real, real big back in the day. And it was just real big, a lot of gangster rap. And so that was just polluting me from the get go too, is that, you know, everybody's listening to this type of music and acting upon what they're talking about in the music. And so throughout my life, I started just, you know, chasing after my lustful desires and always ended up empty inside, always ended up tired, always ended up feeling like I'm, I I can't do this anymore. And to like, I, I ended up even going to churches at times because like my intention to go to church was not to go and listen to what God had to say at all. Mm. But like, Hey, you know, there ain't no parties right now, you know, let, or what are we doing after school today? Oh, let's go pick up some girls or something at church. You know, let's, mm. you know, there's an opportunity that's where everybody's at. We go there and next thing you know, I get plugged in with just the the elders of the church that see me around. And, you know, over time, they start sowing seed into me. I'm still living in the world at times because this is all I knew. My my parents said that they were Christian, but they but they weren't really um, they weren't really Christian. They said they were, but they really weren't. You know, yeah. they didn't have that lifestyle of a born again Christian because they were just partying and doing all that type of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so I, but my, my grandmother, she was a, a evangelist that traveled all around the world. So while growing up as a child, I would see them maybe like four or five times, but every single time I would see them, they would just be sowing into me, like pouring their, like their heart out to me about Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, and it was just cool because I always look back at it and think that that sowed seed into my heart yeah. that, 
ended up blooming. And so, um, ended up getting down to the point where I ended up going to jail. Um, I was at rock bottom living, uh, in, in people's houses that I didn't even really know. I was in there because they were offering me free drugs. And, you know, I, I worked right across the street. I got fired on the same month. I got employee of the month (laughs) and I was, I was all thrown off on, on, on pills. And I went up there with a big old knife trying to you know, start some issues just completely out of there. And, um, they, I was at the point of my lowest where I was telling the police in front of all the kids that were at this job site and everybody just to shoot me in the head. Cause I didn't want to live anymore. Mm. I was a very, very depressed person at that, mm. at that point in my life. And I went into jail and I got into that jail cell and, um, I was just, you know, even that day, that morning, like I was telling somebody how I'm just not feeling it today. So it was like a really weird day, how the day ended up turning out to where I ended up getting fired later on that day as well. And I wasn't even at, at the job or anything. I was at home. I was at the spot. And uh, but I ended up hitting up some people from church because I started dating uh, the pastor's daughter. Mm-hmm. And so like. I started, uh, they started pouring into me, the people at the, at the church and stuff. They came over that day and prayed for me. And, um, I ended up going to jail that night and I was like, Lord, you know, I, I don't, I don't have, you know, I just, Lord, if you're real, you know, get me out of here and I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And next thing you know, I'm in there and I just, I just hear a a voice just say, read, read this Bible right here, read Mm -hmm. this. And when I just started reading it, like, it, every single word just jumped up at, at the page of me feeling love and acceptance for the first time in my life. And I was just like, I, I became lit and on fire for Jesus right away. Like I was so excited to tell people I was doing secular music and I didn't even want to do that no more because I felt like everything was just a empty promise in that type of lifestyle Um, I, everything that I was rapping about really wasn't who I was inside. Yeah. And so I quit right away and started making Christian hip hop music right away because I felt like that was natural to me. It just flew out of me like the Holy spirit when he, when I started speaking sometimes. And so, yeah, man. And then I ended up getting saved, but you know, throughout this walk, it's been a very difficult walk, even being saved. Like, I have not been the, the Christian that you can look up and be like, man, that was a perfect Christian. That yeah. was a perfect saint. He walked everything and did everything perfectly. Nah, like I, I grew up in these streets, so that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. So it takes it's taken me, you, you know, a little bit longer than some people that didn't grow up in the streets to, uh, you know, change their lives in ways to stop thinking processes the way, you know, yeah. the, the streets teach you. And, um, and so like throughout my life, you know, I'm, I'm learning and, you know, things are breaking off over time, you know, mm-hmm. letting some things go, but man, um, and I'm just so thankful, you know, that, you know, no matter what I went through after knowing God and yet he still loves me and pursues me just like blows my mind because yeah. like, I don't deserve it. Like if you could look at, if you could look at anybody and be like, man, you know, Jesus still loved him and, and forgave him after everything he did after knowing God, man, I can be saved. The people yeah. that are backsliding right now might be thinking like, man, I, I, I'm losing hope because, you know, how could I go back and spit in Jesus face after everything he did? Well, look at me like God has forgiven me after all of those things. And so God can forgive them, too. And 
you know, I think that's just my lane where the Holy, where God has have me going is, you know, reaching the people that are hopeless, yeah. people that feel like giving up and feel like there's no hope for them. Even after knowing God, they, they're, they feel like a failure. Well, God has put me in this place to uh, re- show them and confirm that, you know, um, we all fall short. Yeah, dude. And, and it's, there's something about that, too, that, you know, <clears throat> sometimes like I heard a sermon not too long ago and the guy was talking about he's like, He's like, I can't really explain this, but some of t- sometimes after my my biggest failures are the times when God pours out the most grace to me when I'm yeah. when I'm repenting of it. And I'm like, God, I'm such a loser, you know. And I've I've experienced that in my own life. Just times when I'm like, man, dude, why did I do that, you know? And just you beat yourself up about it for weeks, and then one day God just comes and says, like, man, dude, I already forgave that. Let's like let's move on. Like stand up and let's get to work, you know. And and that's how he is, man. He's faithful, and it's awesome that. I think it's awesome that you're in, you're still in, that you're still picking up the fight and you're still doing what you're doing because people need that in in that environment, man. And people need to see the the real Jesus walking beside a, a brother, you know? Like the most like growth that I've ever experienced was through failures and hardships in my life. Um, because when, because in the Bible, God says, when we are weak, he is strong. Yeah. Like there's something about when we are weak and we're willing to acknowledge that we're weak and that we can't do nothing without him is when he can move the most in our life. Yeah, that's what Paul said, too. Paul's like, yeah, Paul said, like, you know, my great God told him he had some thorn in the flesh, you know, whatever it was, you know, scholars disagree on what it could be. But it's like he said, I prayed to God three times to remove it from me. And and God said to him, my my strength is my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in weakness. God can't. You know, it's hard for God to get through our strength sometimes, but, but He can work in our weakness. And through all this, Amen. I mean, you you are being defined as a witness, a testimony. Like this is, I, I love the the positive perspective. There's the antagonist and the protagonist. Might sound familiar for Mike as he finishes his grad degree in film, um, <laughs> but it's a reality that you won't air to that side of it. You've already lived that life, and. You know, for myself, I've gone through a lot of, you know, heartbreak when it comes to like physical. I've had a lot of surgeries and things. And you get to a point where you're like, you know what? This is only making me stronger. Like I'm now a witness for those who can't be a witness for themselves. And I don't I don't think that that ever, ever, ever goes away, man. And, you know, the heart we we talk about this all the time working for the kingdom. Um, You know what we're doing here, what you're doing behind the mic. What he you know, he's a songwriter. I'm, you know, from the business side of music business. Man, we you have to you have to know that you're going to take arrows. You know you're gonna mm, yep. you're, you're gonna you're gonna take falls, but you, your eyes are set, you know that's the finish race is, is yeah. him right there. Yeah. So I commend you, man, and, and like for our audience out there, like you said, you don't know when someone's going through some yeah. tough stuff. You know, and for our timeline, I want to take people back when you were there in prison, and you were or jail, excuse me, when you were you're you know you're praying, you said, God, I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna give you the rest of my life. You know, if you take get me out of here, where was this on your journey? What about year was this? Because we've got some really amazing music. Two thousand uh, December seventeenth, two thousand seven. Okay, nice. And then you, so yeah. when you got out of there, what was that turning spot for you? Just, just you stay. That in the turning word? spot was like me being able to see everything completely different. Yeah. The just the world, the hood, like the streets. I was looking at a dying world. And at Mm. that point, I felt like I had some type of light that could change everything. Yeah. 
And so that was my intention was just to tell everybody about God and just to love. I didn't have the the most knowledge of scripture or anything like that, but I knew that I had a personal encounter with Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And I knew that God was going to use me to preach to the nations. Like um, another really cool story about like what happened was like eight years ago, before me even like I just started getting into music I just got involved in my uh in one of my homeboy I just met my homeboy uh Brian Trail from Kingdom Music and uh it was about eight years ago and I started making some music and uh and 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 I was going through a rough time at this at this point in my life my church was like you want to come to this event tonight and uh and receive this word from this uh prophet from Ghana is going to be coming out here preaching. Well, that day I was going through it, but I, I, I knew in my heart I was going to show up. Um, I told the Lord, I was like, I need you to call me out today. You ever just need God to give you a word? Mm-hmm. Where like, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so tired. I'm, I'm frustrated with what's going on in my life. I just, you know, I need you to call me out. Give me some type of something. Yeah. And when I was, when I went to that church service that night, I was the first person this dude called out and I was at the yeah. back of the pews. <laughs> I was in the back of the pews, just some random kid. Yeah. And he comes, he, he's like, you. And he points at me from back there and he walks all the way to me. Everybody's looking at me. And he said, I don't know. There's just something special about you. And, um, and he was like, I don't know if something has already happened um, or something's going to happen, but on February 15th, it's going to be a special day for you. Well, nothing really happened since then on that day. That was just like super spectacular. So I've been holding on to that prophecy, but he said, God's going to use you to preach to the nation. And I said, and, 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 and man, I'm telling you, God has used me to preach to the nation. And so that was a prophecy fulfilled. Well, on August 16th, of this year, the last year, I went to an event. I was doing the altar call. I was ready to, you know, I wasn't even wanting to to rap. Like the Holy Spirit just wanted to speak, and I just wanted to go up there and talk. I probably talked for like forty five minutes hmm. without do, with doing only one song, and I only did the song because that morning I baptized one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and he was on that song, and I was like giving him an opportunity to be used by the Lord, and yeah. he went all drove all the way out there to do it. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it for him, let him be used by God for the first time. It's a special, it's special awesome. time, cool, right? Man. Yeah, well, before that day, um, before that, there's this lady that goes up there and starts preaching. And when she starts preaching, I'm convicted. Like she's talk, she's starting to talk about how being harsh with their kids and stuff. And I'm like re- re- reminiscing about how I am with my children sometimes, you know, being a little harsh. And I'm being convicted. And I'm like, man, I feel like she's has she's going to call me out. And I'm feeling the same way. I don't feel like anybody's just going to call me out. This was just a weird feeling when she's going to call you out. And I was like, what? what? So I tapped her on her shoulder when she sat down. I was like, Hey, good word. And she was like, she was like, Oh, thank you. And just turned around. I was like, Oh man, you ain't got that word for me. You know, I didn't say that, but in deep down, I'm like, man, I thought she was going to say something to me. But uh, she's like, I, I already there, did. I the, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and then so I, I get done doing the altar call. Everybody's up at the front, li- giving their lives to the Lord. Tears, deliverance is going on. And she then comes and grabs the microphone. She was the um, the pastor's mother. 
And so she grabs the microphone. She asks everybody not to touch her at this very moment uh, because she's operating in the prophetic. And so she looks straight at me and she was like, I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but you're a prophet mandated for a time just as this. And when she said that, I got chill bumps all over my body because it confirmed that God has used me many times in the prophetic. And and it's not like I'm a prophetic where I could just use my prophetic gifts at any given moment. It's at the perfect time that God wants to speak through sure. me prophetic things yeah. or reveal things to me through visions or dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I, I can see that God has, you know, is using me in the prophetic at times. So that's confirmation. But she said, God told me to tell you that he's not only having you preach to the nation, but now you're going worldwide. And when she said that, it was like God was wanting to let me know it was it was a a part two of the prophetic word that the guy gave me eight years ago that you're going to preach to the nation. Not only are you preaching to the nation, but now you're going worldwide within three days, like six videos on my Facebook go viral. And I I go from 20,000 likes to uh, one point four million followers. Yeah. That's incredible. That's awesome. And and, and then and then um and, and what's crazy about it is that everybody that followed me um followed me from different videos. Each video that went viral was something that was like whether it's a Christian video, I got a whole bunch of Christian followers. I had some random videos where I got people from the world, and then I also got a video that was just like a um just like little kids playing that went over 303 million follow of, <laughs> of views on wow. Facebook. It's like mo- one of the most viewed video in on Facebook in general. <laughs> and, um, and, and that was just like some, uh, Asian kids that were, uh, playing or cooking some food. Oh yeah. I well, saw that. Yeah. You saw that. Yep. And so like those, um, that video got people from all over the world wow. to I come that. to so, my page. So did you, you posted that video? Yeah. Oh, because I remember seeing that like, man, like a year ago or something like that. I, I remember seeing well, it. On- yeah, I did post it a year ago. And what was weird is that like it, it posted, it was like six months before the video even went viral. It went viral. That's like, crazy because it's a really yeah. touching video. This this little little kids, toddlers, like cooking and this little boy's yeah. making, I think it's for his sister, like making food for his sister. I'm watching that and I'm going yeah. like, I am a loser. Like this, this, <laughs> this kid is like cooking rice on an open fire. I'm like, what do I have to complain? Anyway, but yeah, it's like, I didn't know you posted that. That's awesome. I reposted it uh, from yeah. somebody that I saw. And so, uh, but it was on my page for like six months. And then three days after that, that prophetic word, that video ended up going crazy out of nowhere. So dude, uh, it's just a cool testimony of like, you know, um, you know, yeah, God keeping his promises. Yeah, he puts his fingerprint on things. He'll give you he'll yeah. give you a word and then he'll he'll give you something to confirm it. I mean, and it's awesome that um you know, this is this is what the early church was about. Like Paul would go in and he'd preach in a city and some guy named Timothy would get saved and then next thing you know, Timothy's leading the church in Ephesus and it's like yeah. this is this is how the Holy Spirit works. And and it's he didn't he didn't send in somebody to the hood where you're at to be like, Hey, I'm the evangelist. That's going to tell everybody about you. <laughs> he, he raises up somebody that, and, and transforms them. Like we were talking about in Bible study this morning, like yep. that, that hammering process, you know, it is. refines the person and then, and then gives them a call to proclaim the gospel. And that's what you're doing, man. That's yeah. awesome. And well, 
when God works in these like amazing ways, like that are just supernatural and like a miracle type things, it, man, I, I just enc- like encourage everyone to find Jesus Christ because like when you, ha- when you have like these little fingerprints that God puts on your life, that he, he shows you that he's there with you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so amazing to know that you're not alone and God has your back. And if anybody's watching this right now and you feel like you're alone, give Jesus Christ a try, man. I'm telling you, it's just the most, the best choice I ever made in my whole life. And you will never, you won't be, uh, you won't regret it. That's for sure. And I commend you, man. We talked about that today because we're, we as a group are going through, um, the book of Ephesians and talking about the letters to Ephesus. And what's really cool is that he said, you know, in me, you, you know, you're covered by my blood and the grace and your faith alone will, you know, keep you, will save you. But it's also to remember. And I think what's really great is that while, you know, many people out there, you talked about your numbers on social media. What happens after is people, they want the people to go like, oh, your numbers on social media are really great. So you must be an amazing human being. No, no. ASAP Preach says, these are my numbers because these are the kind of platforms I have. Therefore, I can reach more people because I'm remembering who saved my by grace, yeah. who I was saved by. Yeah. And dude, that's huge. Like that's that goes a long way when when we're like like Mike said, you know, Paul to Timothy to whoever you're you're carrying a torch and yeah. you are going to nations. You're using this platform. So don't let that stop. You know, as the numbers grow, the more people you're reaching. And that's yeah. a huge I thing. just think it's super cool as well is that like. Some of these people that have crazy names I can't even pronounce that follow my page <laughs> from a different country yeah. may have never have followed a page that was Christian yeah. and maybe have never even, because of their culture and their tradition, they just reject it right off the bat because of what they're taught. Yeah. And so they're following my page and getting God. And I feel like God is using that as a tool to preach because he ain't coming back until all the four corners are preached to. Right. Yeah. And so it makes me feel excited to maybe be like, I was like, Lord, I was telling him the other day, what if I'm the, I preached to the last person on earth? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if I was it? Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah, you coming back now? Like, <laughs> I just thought that was just so cool, cool because like, cool I do have an opportunity yeah. to, to be that person by posting these, these, uh, posts and, and the, whatever I do on my social media, I try not to do a whole bunch about me. Um, but because like they didn't follow my page for me, you know what yeah. I mean? They follow yeah. my page for my videos, but they're going to get Jesus because of that. Yeah. yeah. And when those people are out there, like they're, like you said earlier, ASAP about, you know, people who might be listening to this or watching, like for our audience out there, you know, they, that hope is, is, is available and that Jesus is real. Um, you know, you're not, you're not like just going to lay down, you're going to continue. And what I mean by all this is we love the lost even more. And yeah. those are the people that really need it. So, like, yeah, the people that are there say are Christians, yeah, they could probably clean up their act too. You know, mm-hmm. so could we all. For real. But the ones yeah. that are lost is who I love so much because they have even heard the good word. Yeah. You know, and they're just mm. out there and lost. Well, you know, we 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 got to say one thing that's kind of light and fun. So I learn a lot about people's Instagram pages by looking at their Instagram. Sorry, I learn a lot about the person by looking at their Instagram page. Um, dude, you've been rocking this beard game for a minute. I like it. Right. Looking good. Have, have you looking ever strong? Have, yeah, man. we're we're beard guys. <laughs> Mike actually had cut his off. It was like this like Civil War style, yeah. you know, beard. And I was like, he comes in one day, and like I had to do a double take. I was like, wait, where's my bro? <laughs> so have you ever, you ever have you ever gotten it out long? You've ever you know, taken it a little bit further? No. Nah. 
This might be one of the longest as, as it's ever been. I never was a beard gang. Uh, I was part of beard gang yeah. <laughs> uh, before um, before I started this new music. Like it came na- naturally. Where like it started off where I thought I had a beard at hair that was like that long. <laughs> you know when you just have that 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 edge up and yeah. there's just some type of hair. Yeah, I was that all my life. Like I was that. I would even have that little line the, that was completely the, the tiny. Strap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The chin strap. But yeah. you know, once I went to the beard um, and I, I grew out my hair, I grew out my hair, and it just this this look just just came with it. It works, man. I don't man. know what it is. It, it's it's very Thanks. Brian Welch, very Brian Welch, yeah, ish. I, I don't know. It, it is a cool vibe, and I can't grow it up top. I used to have long hair back in the day, but those days really? are over. It's it's is that was that was after marriage and kids, right? That was before I, <laughs> my twenties when I was running around the trailer court. He said like, 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Well, that that brings up a thought, man. So, admit you're you're a father and you're a husband. Yes, sir. And uh, how how amazing that is! Um, I, from what I wrong, you correct me where I'm wrong here. Uh, four kids, is that correct? Four kids, yeah. And then that's man. that's a that's a busy house. You want to tell us about your family, man? Oh man, my family is crazy, <laughs> like crazy. Like it's not it's not like a a house that is completely in order at all times. This house is I can relate. <laughs> constant cleaning. Yeah. You know, constant uh, breaking up fights. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. always they're, they're just they're, they're crazy. But man, they're they're just their personalities are so cool, man. And just to see them grow, like we're not having any more kids, but uh, you know, so just ha- you know, at this very moment, knowing we're not having any more kids, it just helps us appreciate them a little bit more, you know. So sure. yeah. Um, but man, they're they're awesome. They're huge ASAP Preach fans. They love my music. That's they, awesome. It's really cool to like, and then what's cool is also is just you know, looking at them and they don't know that they have gifts, but you know, as yeah. a parents, we we start seeing things where they're like, wow, you know, yeah. you're very intelligent in this. Like you're taking after things that I, you know most people don't see. Or yeah. like my son, he's like wanting to come up with melodies and stuff, and he's only four years old. Uh, he's finding ways with the camera heat because I shoot my own music videos and stuff like that. I do my own videos. I, I do other people's videos, too, in the genre. Yep. But he, he, he'll he he'll even use his hands to kind of like he'd be like, Dad, that, that drone shot moved like that. That's and awesome. Like, put his hand. That's and I'm so just cool. like, man, you're just seeing things like you're going to be my videographer <laughs> yeah. one day. Or, I'm at the, you know, whatever. What a cool response. Cool. A cool like um, opportunity rather to like to speak that into your kid's life, like the father speaking into your life. Right. And now you've got this yeah. opportunity to speak those things into your kid's life when you see him naturally, you know, steering towards gifts and things. And I love that picture yeah, they, from Easter yeah. too. So I was going to ask you, uh, you, what what are the ages here we've got? So we got a, we got a two year old, the baby girl. Okay. And uh, she daddy girl, like a mug, like <laughs> out of all the other girls, like she's been the biggest daddy girl. Yeah. Um, my son and then he's four. And then my, um, my middle-aged daughter, she's nine. And then my oldest is 12. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. And how did you and your wife meet? You guys, we got a... in high school. No kidding. So you met your wife in high school, high school sweethearts, man. Yeah. So when we were out in high school, 
we I was doing my own thing. Like she was just a girl that I was like, okay, all right, we hang out, you know, kick it and everything. But you know, I'm a player in high school. Like I promised. Like I, I my my intention was just, you know, how men are in yeah. in high school. You know how boys are. That's how I was. So we we uh we hung out. We kicked it. We didn't we didn't do anything that we you know, but we just hung out and it was a cool relationship. And then um, I went to Hawaii. My dad, he lives out in Hawaii. And I moved out there because my life was going downhill. Uh, my, my partner just got shot in the face, died mm. um, over a rap battle. And um, and I was just super depressed. I needed to get away. And so I went out there. And that was like one of my first moments in my life where I felt spiritual. Mm. And I felt like I, didn't, I really didn't know about Christianity or anything like that. But I felt like... Um, a connection with something spiritual that yeah. was helping me get through everything. And I was out there and I came back and then I was, um, cause man, to live out there in Hawaii and be a 18 year old kid, punk kid from the streets. Yeah. You know, the Hawaiians don't, they don't, they don't put up with you like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, they, <laughs> yeah. First off, they already think like some of them already think that, you know, white people took over their land. So they are already, like kind of pissed off that I'm even there. Yeah. But, um, we, uh, we came back, my wife, uh, we, we, she hit me up on, on Facebook and she, she was like, you want to, uh, hang out? And I was like, yeah, I'm all the way out in Tyler, but we kicked it. And next thing you know, got married like three months, three months later. Wow. And, uh, man, it was a cool story on how we got married because, um, you know, we were sleeping outside of marriage and I was convicted. She was convicted and we went to our pastor about it. We didn't just like, yeah. we wanted to do something about this conviction. Yeah. We we knew that, you know, the Lord, when I looked in the mirror one time, I was looking in the mirror and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He's like, that's your wife in there. Yeah. And that was before we even married. And I went in there and freaking gave her a Cheerio and said, will you marry me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I probably could afford. And I, yeah. And, uh, and next thing you know, my pastor was like, okay, um, if you want to get married, when do you want to get married? I was like, I was doing it in a month as soon as possible just to get this over with, you know, and not like get it over with yeah. the marriage, but just like burning with lust and everything. Yeah. Right. And, uh, cause God already told me that was my wife. And, um, and so he was like, all right, I want you to move out of that house and I want you to move into the discipleship home for these 30 days. And I don't, I don't want you to be able to talk to her on the phone. Only thing you can do to prepare for this marriage and you can't go see her. The only time you can see her is at church. You can't talk to her on the phone. You only can text to prepare for the whole wedding. Hmm. And bro, I'm telling you texting for a whole month <laughs> with, uh, you know, somebody there's a lot of misconstrued messages like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, it was a very rough time, yeah. but man, we ended up uh, making it through and, and getting married on that third, on, on the 30, on April 30th, man, it was just a, a, a really cool, uh, just experience and testimony. God, uh, my pastor told me, I don't, I want to see if your relationship is based on lust or love. Mm. Right. And so, and hard. if you're willing, because love is patient, you yeah, know, and we man. should be able to step away. And, you know, he was challenging me and uh, it was a blessing. Man, awesome. And so for all of our younger men out there, ASAP priest just preached and <laughs> it's important. It's important. It's yeah. not easy. Look, we are, we are, we, 
it started in the garden. Yeah. Let's just be straight up about it. And we, we, we talk about it all the time. It is not easy, especially when you love someone. When God has put that person, like, I'm in a situation now where I prayed for this person. I had been thinking about going to church to find some, a lady. No, no, no. You go to church to give God the glory, not to find a girlfriend. And I, I said, okay, I got it wrong, guy. I apologize. And so I started praying. But when you're together, there is that love. There's that connection. And so, you know, honor God first. It's God, then it's your wife or future wife, and then it's your you know, your fam and everything yeah. else behind it. Yeah. And when you can do that, I promise he'll bless the relationship. Yeah. And for real. Dude, what you just said to our audience and what y'all did, man, like I'm I'm like the Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, all right. <laughs> Slow cap. Slow my, my boy. Yeah. Just got it going on. And that's that's a big that's a big thing we that we're dealing with with pornography and all these, you know, all the sin of the world. Yeah. It's so hard, but you have to give God the glory and the honor. And you just spoke to our audience, man. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So we got we definitely have to talk about music. We can't bring on <laughs> this awesome hip hop artist and someone who's moving <laughs> to other areas without talking about. So you, uh, it's not so long ago that you got into music. What what was okay. that? Once you started producing the music, because dude, you've produced a lot of stuff. You've got a lot of work out there. What was that yeah. motivator for you that you're like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna turn up the heat. I'm gonna start dropping albums or singles or EPs. Okay, so as soon as I got saved, it took me about four years to start working on any project. Like I was rapping over beats that you would hear on the radio, and you know I couldn't do nothing with them. But one time I was like. I, when I came back from Florida, as soon as I hit with uh, hit in Texas, me and Kingdom Music got connected again. I was like, man, I, it's time to crank up the heat. It's time to get back into ministry. It's, it's time to, because he's a real big inspiration to me, just to go out and win some souls and 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 have that anointing in your music. And I always knew my music was anointed, not by me thinking that, but through other people out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let that word be established. So mm-hmm. I always stood and knew it. And I, there have been times where my music made people cry and make people, you know, uh, happy. And, and you know, that that's just the anointing, man. I didn't want to, I never had that intention to make music to just have the crowd go crazy. Right. Yeah. Like, I, my, my music was really just for me like I, I was just going in there putting together some amazing songs and it was ministering to me first yeah you know because like i was able to just talk about things that i usually don't talk about i always have my mask on you know and people around people so like they, i would never really talk about certain things but yeah. i can speak about these things in my songs yeah sure but uh, yeah, man, I started to do uh, crank up the heat. Brian Trejo um, inspired me to start doing that. Um, as as soon as I started seeing him dropping like three albums a year, I was trying to keep up. Yeah. And so, but but going, you know, trying to keep up and releasing so much music, you know, perfected to where I am today on making completely different music than what I used to. Um, but uh, I, I'm. Man, I, I think I got, I don't even know how many albums I got, like nine albums within the last four or five years. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got, I mean, it's only, you know, we're just getting into 2021. I mean, we're just, and you've already got two albums. You got a single out with Thistle, yeah. and then you got the the EP out, uh, God Vibes. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a pretty active catalog. <laughs> You're moving stuff. Yeah, very, very active. But you would think that maybe I'm in here knocking out three songs a day. Mm-hmm. I probably knock out one song every two 
every two weeks to a month. Okay. Yeah. And so it's and it's taking it's it takes a while, but you know what's crazy is that, um, you know all these songs that I've been creating lately have been really good songs, like better than the God Vibes album, and it's just blowing my mind that like, you know, God is still like I'm I'm making this song right now, and yesterday I recorded to the beat a certain way. And when I was transferring the hook to another part where the hook needs to be, I had it off a bar and I was like, wait, this ain't, this ain't on point, but I listened through it and it fit perfectly. (laughs) And I was like, it was just kind of cool. Like I made a a whole song by accident, (laughs) pretty uh, like a whole hook by accident. (laughs) I was telling my wife, I was like, this is what it really sound like at first. And she was like, okay, all right. And I put it back and she was like, that's crazy (laughs) because it fit perfect and i was like i kind of got kind of got discouraged for a second because i was like man i wish i had the intelligence to come on the beat that way the way that you know i i ended up keeping it and she was like well you know that's just god showing you that hey maybe maybe you just need to nudge yeah do this real quick try this out so he gets all the glory yeah, for that. Yeah. This yeah. new song I'm working on right now. So that's Dude. just really cool because I never had that happen before in the studio. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you know it's it's interesting that what happens to us as individuals. And I'm new to this. I never thought it was gonna work for ministry in my entire life, man. Seriously, and always knew that my best relationship was with Jesus. But Mike and I talk about this all the time. You know, I got this little hashtag for our team internally as I kind of lead the group here. It's like hashtag level up, and the closer we get to God the more that his hand and fin- fingerprints and signatures are all over it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, I know this is, I know I'm going to plug Carrie Underwood. You already, Mike already knew this was coming, but you know, that Jesus <laughs> take the wheel song. Wheel. Yeah, I don't do it. <laughs> but no, like sometimes you got to say, Jesus take the wheel and never give it yeah. back. Yeah. You know, and like as much mm. as we want to sit there and drive, you know, we want to be in control of this. Nah, not at the end of the day. You know, yeah. he's he's in total control. So how how did you get hooked up with Fizzle? Like we um we play a lot of Fizzle's music. We do, and, and uh, that was actually how we came across your your song. Uh, a friend of ours on staff was like, "Dude, check this song out." And I think we I don't remember if we talked about it before or after. It was before. It was before. So we were yeah. we were um for the audience. We were uh we were I was sitting at the desk and I got a message from someone in the office. He's like, "Check this song out." I'm like. Like all right, all right. So I'm listening to it. And I'm like, dang, it's like Fizzle with ASAP Preach. And I'm like, I never heard of ASAP Preach. And so I'm like, going looking at all, all your other stuff. And I'm like, dude, this guy is like, where where have I? I felt like I just climbed out from a rock and I missed like a whole, a whole hey, catalog and a, of music. And a little bit of a secret, I go because of course you know business mind and manage artist manager kicks in. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you do a collab with ASAP? And he's like. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, you know, you guys got to hook up and talk about it. Uh, well, now you're talking about you got your more of a rock and metal kind of vibe going on. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Here we go. No, not, it, not really metal. More like a punk punk rock. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Genre. I'm super intrigued yeah. now. Like, <laughs> So you can hear it in God vibes, like the God yeah. vibe yeah, uh, sure. song. It's more of that, more of that type of style. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. El- the elements are there, and I'm. You know what I do. You know what I love. I tell Mike about this all the time. Like most of my career, when I got into our management, I was like, I had no clients. I, I wasn't. You don't like go to like represent top. You know, top town. You got to work. You know, and you got to earn your keep. Yeah. So most of the artists, when you look back at your portfolio, you go, man, I was fighting for voices who didn't have a voice to be fought for. You know, they just didn't. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a platform or anything. And a lot of them either are super talented, and get lucky, which is that one one percent, that top top top. 
And then there's people who slowly just make their way chipping at the grinding stone, which is, I think, what you've done. And what's so cool yeah. is you're a hustler, man. And I think that that foundation of you growing up, though, even though it had some tough times, um, you know, I had friends that were on the block from basketball. You bring them home, you know, and, you know, you see some rough stuff. But what it does is it put a work ethic in you. And what's so mm. cool I appreciate about you, man, is that not only do you write and produce your stuff, but you're shooting your own film. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that's not goes by easy. You got to pick up tech. You got to do Dude, all this stuff. And, and you have a good eye for it because like really your, your, your videos look great. Like I, we were watching some of the day. I'm like, dude, these these camera angles are legit. Like the everything looks really good. I'm like, I wonder if he's got a film background. I mean, did, did you did you just kind of pick that up on the fly? And, I, I wanted to do my I got my first music video by somebody. And when I when I was writing the script for the first time, my first script ever for my own video, it wasn't like performance based music video it was more of a storyline. Uh -huh. And I could see every single thing that I was uh, talking about in the song of everything that used to happen at the exact time. And it was very special for me for that moment because I reached out to the edit editor and he was taking a little bit forever. And when he would send me over the, 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 the video, it just wasn't what, what I envisioned. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, God put it on my heart to do it myself and uh, go buy you buy myself my own camera, learn how to edit. And I never looked back. So when I started doing filming, I started doing it just because I, I, I didn't want to wait on anybody else. Yeah. And I had the vision myself. And then it ended up getting to a point where, you know, it became a job at some point. You know, some people hire me to do their videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not the type of guy that would go to like a concert and be like holding yeah. the camera for other artists or anything like that. It just doesn't seem like it's my that's my place. Yeah. But I don't mind having like really dope artists that do Christian music and that want me to come and be a part of their video and stuff and, and film it and stuff. So I think it's really cool that, you know, I can you know, make some, some ends meet just sure. by doing that every now and then. And that's yeah. what I wanted to give a plug to because low light film. So, you know, a lot of people don't know maybe where this is, but you know, our brother is in Abilene, which is right outside Texas or Dallas, excuse me. So if you do, yeah. you know, if you, if you're looking for it, I mean, look, I've been around seeing a lot of music videos from platinum artists down to the bottom. And let me tell you, those special effects and those little things that you're doing for the, it, to me, it's the attention to detail. You know, you, yeah, you can really see the subtle things that really are impactful. Mm -hmm. um, don't stop doing that too, man, yeah. because that is, Thank you. yeah, it's a high quality piece of art that you're putting out. And I, I like that stuff. You know, yeah, it says a lot about the artist and who really, your vision. Yeah, it's really, well, they're really well made. And uh, that was one of the first things that, that turned me on when I, with the, uh, the fizzle single that you put out, the video for that was just like, yeah. dude, this is a really well-made video. And like the, just the vibe of it, it's, <laughs> you know, like we used to, we used to joke about like Christian videos sometimes or, like kind of cheesy and so we kind of say like <laughs> i like yeah. lactose free videos like these are totally <laughs> lactose free no cheese at all there's, there's no cheese well, shout out to shout out to a rise and shine media um when lately i have been trying my best to hire professional videographers that just um are on that level where yeah. you know i edit all my videos but when it comes to like um shooting i hit up arise arise and shine uh media i hit up um ray knowledge the film go out in uh, uh atlanta like these people are super good at capturing my vision yeah um but sometimes it's just my wife 
yeah. my wife out there with the camera, um, just somebody that I could be like, hey, sh- let me show you this. And then I get in the studio and I make it work. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, I'm really that. into cinematography. Uh, yeah. It's just making things super realistic, making it look like a movie. I, I'm, I, I had to take down probably like 25 music videos um, about two and a half, three years ago because they were just, they were good like at that time yeah but it was just like you know what when people go search asap preach i can't have them going to look at those videos first and basing their first opinion on who asap preach is based on those videos and those songs yeah so i just went ahead and just started fresh yeah dude. and most of the videos i have up now are just like um videos i approve yeah it's it says something too about about what you want it to represent because you're giving God all the glory. Let's be frank about it, you know, but it also says like my heart and passion is in this as is in my faith. And, you know, we, we happen to be humans, right? We actually have like things we do here on earth, what we can't do in our heavenly bodies, but even though we're seated in heavenly places. And so for you to be able to have that level um, it's not that it makes you better. It's like some type of like where people like in the political system want to make it like a class warfare. It's not about that. You know, what's about is like I, I, I have respect. I have like integrity. Like I have honor for what I do, you know, and it yeah, comes out like in your that, work. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Uh, if you know anything about me is that um, and I got this from Reconcile. I don't know if you all heard of Reconcile, the yep. uh, Christian hip hop artist. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's been one of my favorite Christian rappers. And I for like six years and finally we got a song together like a couple of years ago but throughout those years i'd always hit him up for advice and he would respond back to me and he told me not to put out anything unless i feel like it's a hundred percent and so i was just like okay what that made me do was just want to um you know, represent Jesus Christ to a hundred percent on everything that I do. When it comes to my videos, I need this video to be good, you know, uh, good enough. Like I'll put my all into it. I can't be the one who films me. I wish I could make a clone, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just, Hey, film me real quick and then yeah. jump back in my body and let's do yeah. this, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. but I can't. So like yeah. I have to kind of, uh, you know, settle for less every now and then. But man, when it comes to my music, when it comes to my engineering, my production, I very, very picky and I want things to be, I want to represent Christ the best way. When people hear Christian rap, they mm-hmm. don't think of nothing corny. They're thinking, yeah. man, this dude sounds like he could be on a radio right now. Yeah. And that's like the sing, you know, like the psalmist says, play skillfully before the Lord. He didn't yep. say just go out and wing it for the Lord. It's like, there's some, there's some, there's some skill that you need to have and you need to develop and. I mean, I, I commend you for it. Yeah, and I and I this is encouraged. We have a lot of young, you know, aspiring creators, you know, singer songwriters, hip hop, you know, all these younger like, like you know, I'm I'm 37 and being you know someone who's been in the music business since 2007 or eight, I try to help these young folks, you know, because you I like to we want to empower them, you know, we want to bring them close to the Lord. And there's one thing I always tell, and I told this to Mike quite a bit, you know, I help help him in his career, and it's like if you can think like an A-list, perform at an A-list. Because you know the the body the mind will quit the body for the body quits the mind and that's why your body of work has to be like astute you have to be at an A list yeah. and it will carry through things are going to be tough things sometimes suck mm-hmm. you, know? Yeah. you know pain is real yeah. uh, but pain doesn't teach us to quit either um, well we're getting right. close to it man and this has been an absolute pleasure to be with you today brother yeah man, yeah, man. pleasure is all mine man I 
I was just thinking while y'all were talking for a second, I was just like really thankful for you guys because y'all are actually doing something. Like so many people just act like, you know, they say that they're going to be doing something for the kingdom, but they really ain't doing nothing. Y'all are out here making effort to put this podcast together to uh, serve other people and promote other people, ultimate, ultimately to promote Christ. Yeah. But y'all are putting other people before you guys. And I just, I'm thankful for yeah. that. I'm thankful that y'all are being used by the kingdom to just, um, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be sharing it. I'm going to be, you know, but we're the body of Christ and you're, y'all have that mentality that the world and the, the church needs and yeah, just no. being able to serve each other and be in unity and harmony. And I just, Dude. I love it, man. I really appreciate you guys for having me Thank on. You. Yeah, Thank man. you. We, that, those words you spoke has no one other artist has done. Yeah. That's, I was just going to say were that. Were you going to say that? See, Mike and I are like brothers from another mother. See, he'd be, he be thinking, yeah. I'd be thinking, and it's like, you know, I ain't going to say it's like a marriage, but, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of bromantic. Yeah, it's like, romantic, you know. It's, hey. Yeah. No, man, we, we mess. Yeah, dude, thanks, man. That, that means a lot. Though. That means a lot. But yeah. this is that time, you know, for our audience. Um, if you guys haven't, look, it's really easy. You just type in ASAP preach. I mean, Google is going to pull it all up for you, you know, yeah. whether you like DuckDuckGo or Bing or if you're even on Internet Explorer, I don't care. Uh, maybe you're on AOL dial up still. Who knows? <laughs> but the bottom line is right. you can get to ASAP preach and check them out. But here's that point, man, where we get into the end of the podcast. We call it the artist corner. This is for okay. you to speak to our audience and your audience and all those that are even are in our audience yet. The ones that I feel like are dead and lost in the spirit that really need it. It can be a plug. It can be anything you want, but we've got a few minutes that we want to hear your heart and what's on your mind. Okay. Let me just start with this story. Everybody, I just want you to pay attention to this. My chip, my child, he ended up hurting his finger the, um, a couple of months ago and he was just so upset. We were at the park and he wanted to play, but he didn't, he had a hurt finger. It ruined. It, it felt like he, his whole day was ruined to him. And I was just looking, I was like, man, that thing's going to heal up. You're going to be all right, you know, from a father perspective. And so it, it, God spoke to me and he was like, I'm just like that with you, son. Mm. And I was like, when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through situations, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's going to be healed. What's the purpose behind all of this? But God knows and he's in control. And so when I when I was just knowing that everything was going to be OK with my son, and, and, and he was going through a really rough time. God was telling me when I'm going through a rough time, when you're going through a rough time, that he know he, he has you right in his hands, right where you need to be. And he, he ain't going to put too much on you that you can't bear. And so um, if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're watching this, man, just know that, you know, through trials and tribulations, all things work together for the good of those who love God. Amen. And, and and he even says, count it joy in your trials and tribulations. When we just kind of join our trials and tribulations, we're, we're stepping back and we're looking from God's perspective. And we're just like, Lord, I just trust you no matter what's going on. And I'm just going to praise you through this storm. And when we just put on a garment of praise, when we're going through those trials and tribulations and we just fight through that, that, that enemy saying you, you're not worthy 
to even pray to God, stay away from him. That's when you need to cling to God the most and Amen. just say, Jesus, I don't have it all together, but I trust you right Amen. now. So I just believe that's something for somebody that's watching this right yeah. now. In Jesus name. I think it was for me. I received that. Yeah. I mean, rec- no joke. That was great, man. <laughs> I receive it. And that's, you know, I, 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 I've joked about this in the podcast before our audience heard this. I'm like, man, if he had dropped that in the beginning of the podcast, the podcast could be, be over, over in like eight Podcast minutes. is over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, you are always welcome here. And I, I know, you know, uh, I, I saw on the Instagram, you caught this massive bass fish. And I was a Florida kid all my life, you know, a, a really? fifth generation native to the state and hey. grew up on a lake. And I, I mean, I can account like every single day we would fish. So you get to Florida, man, you like fishing. Mark, go, I'll take you out, bring the whole family down. Cause you got Disney down here and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And we kick over here. We got, this is redfish capital of the world snook that are 28 inches long. Snook. Uh, yeah, you name it, man. It's, this is the, this is an outdoor playground here. And also when we get to Dallas, Abilene, take me to the Texas bass. Cause I haven't caught any For of those. Real. I got the ponds. I got them all. They stocked up. I caught like four large mouth bass, uh, five pound large mouth bass in one day plus two four pound largemouth bass in that same day and in a three three pound bass all in one day they was just hitting goldfish on a bobber oh man that's fun yeah they fight all day all day you know here in florida they love red shads and little june bugs and uh yeah but you know hey show me the roast when we get out there and you're always welcome out here to us man you got a home away from home that's for sure yeah man thank you if i'm ever out there in that uh orlando Tampa area, I'll definitely be in touch. Yeah, dude. you got it, man. You got it. Well, for everybody, ASAP Preach is, has left the billing, but here it is, the Praiser House. Mike, are going to follow up. God bless you. We'll see you yeah. real soon, brother. Blessings, man. God bless you guys. God you bless. You too, brother. All right. See you ASAP. Peace. So, man, tell you, talking about being refreshing, you know, yeah. on the spot, you know, us finishing out here, Mike, for another wonderful episode of the Praiser House. You got to get involved, folks. You got to subscribe. You got to share on social media. The good word is in this house yeah. uh, because God's getting all the glory. But we're also talking about music, our passion, talking with brothers and sisters in Christ. And look yeah. what we just accomplished today with ASAP. Dude, it's great. And, he, and he's like he's he's like a true a true brother. Like, I felt like kinship to him. Like, even like Absolutely. some of the background stories that he was telling, like, I think I've been some of those streets. I think I know where he's So with that, make sure you guys share the podcast. Look out for ASAP Preach out there. He's he's killing it. The music is real. It's impactful. It rocks as well as it hip hops all the way down the road. <laughs> so I'm your host, Brandon Bailey with Mike Racky. This is the yeah. Praiser House. Let's just go.